0: So you're married and uh, you're married in December you go to seminary the following uh, September Mm
1: -hmm. Jimmy's in Vietnam Jimmy goes to Vietnam Mm -hmm.
0: when did that happen
1: that happened in uh, that August my sister was getting married and Jim was coming out for the wedding and uh, just before
0: you were living in San Diego?
1: Was living in San Diego, had a wonderful time there and had really good young couple friends and had our first apartment Tweed Terr- on Tweed Terrace, it was $90 a month, and we were thrilled. <laughs> um, I love San Diego. I do too, and, and the Navy people, and, and we were very close to very dear friends, Charlie and Dixie Welsh, who were Jim's very best friends, and I just adored them. They were just beautiful, um, and they're significant to that story but um, so we went there we got an apartment and so on and the first time that I knew something Vietnam my mother and dad were coming uh, the Christmas that year and um, or early spring I guess it was and the, uh, the, the the ship was turned around and they went to Okinawa uh, that was the first time So we knew serious stuff was happening. And I'll never forget in July, I had gone early to help my sister, and Jim was coming in early August. And um, this is is about mid-July, and I heard Johnson. It was mid-July or end-July. I mean, Johnson got on the We were watching news, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it said, troops will be sent. There, and I knew and that day, I mean, Jim Paul
0: said was that the first troops or was that additional troops no I think that was the first troops okay um, so he went in the
1: first he wave he went in the first wave and he was on the landing ship tank LST and they were carrying folks over on the tank the landing ship tank uh, Marines and so on they were to take to, and they went into July. Um that was in July or August this was well actually just right after that because I think he came back from my no, he, did, he didn't. He couldn't. What I did, I flew out then, and we literally took our apartment down, and on my way there to San Diego, I called SFTS, because I'd been accepted and, so on and said, because um, I didn't know when I would be going there. Yeah. And I said to them at the 1st of August, Hi, Janus Sparr here, can I come? And they said, you come for Hebrew, and that starts... August 20th or something like yeah, that. So, I got, yeah, right, so, so the thing is, mm-hmm. so on my way there, I, I, I knew I was going to go to San Anselmo. We got there. We boxed up the apartment, and um, I went back in four days and was there for my sister's wedding, and June went to Vietnam. And you didn't. Then you began summer Hebrew. Then I began summer Hebrew. Work, and... Um, roomed with an, a fabulous uh, um, Janet um, had a fabulous roommate who was so politically astute and so on she had worked in, in um, Alabama and so and so had a, had a great thing there and I remember uh, I just ate up seminary Marlenburg was there oh, yeah. you know and Friedman was there it was Neil Hamilton. I mean, it, it was an amazing and the fabulous you know, church historian. Uh, those were the years. Carl,
0: German guy. Swiss. Yeah,
1: Swiss. Yeah. He was so, I mean, and Ben Rice, of course. And so, I mean, it was just a fabulous...
0: You story. and I were at, this is 64... You and I were really at seminary together because in the summer of 63 I started my STD. Oh, I was only there for the summertime. Yeah. every two years, yeah. but the same people were there. Yeah. I still have, I have kept a paper that I wrote for my first, yeah. with, in which he gave me an A-plus. He uh-huh. said, you yeah. are an Old Testament scholar, and what are you doing in the parish ministry? And he, said, he said, this is a stroke of genius. He said, this is absolute, it's wonderful. He was a wonderful guy. Dick. He just said he said, you know, I just we haven't I haven't seen anything like this. He said, just as you know, again and again and again and again. It was a whole of positive comments about about Dick. and uh, he was and and, and Neil Hamilton oh. the same way. See, I mean, I got, Neil yeah. really opened up the me too. gospel studies for me. Me too. I still use that little book on Jesus for a No-God World, which is an early book. He shifted a lot from that. But what he does, I don't know if you read that, but what he does is he takes the resurrection accounts of the four Gospels and helps you to see that the way they are written um, reflect what the writer was trying to say to the Christian community at that time. Right. And there, And every Easter, a... I go back and... Oh, yeah. A tremendous sense of humor. And, oh, uh,
1: I loved him. Uh, yeah. And he and Friedman were good friends. Do you know this? Uh, I babysat Friedman. was days. not
0: there yet, or he had left. Oh, okay. Now, he, he was or, or maybe County. he was not there. See, some of them were there in the summer. That's uh, right. We knew Ben Rice because Pat knew him from Wellesley. So that was a comment. Arnold Cum was
1: yes, Arnold.
0: Uh, taught in some of the summer courses. One of the reasons I got... In that program, it's this is big diversion. Oh, uh, I've always had a very close relationship with Ted Young. i
1: him.
0: And Ted was uh, when I was mm-hmm. a student at Columbia. He was first of all the assistant pastor and then the pastor of the West End Church in New York City. Mm-hmm. He's a genius. And he is such again uh, uh, a loving man. I've heard I've heard lots of story. Well, not lots. of This isn't gossip. I have two. Ted Gill came to Pat's birthday party. When Pat was thirty-seven years old. We were living in New York City a large apartment up in that age apartment. And I said, I have a surprise birthday. Not the fortieth or thirty-fifth or anything like that, but just so just this year. I wrote to everybody within a hundred mile radius of New York City and I said we're going to have a big birthday party prepared. you have to get here before 7 o'clock I, I could talk all morning about how I got her out of the house and how I got a, a ham and a turkey and a roast beef cooked in three different places and picked them up and got cases and cases of liquor and then every all the black people in the congregation said that do you preacher isn't going to have any liquor there except wine so everybody brought five or six bottles of liquor
1: oh my god
0: instead but I invited Ted Gill and Katie and very close friends of Ted Bob and Virginia Oliver. Um, and Ted came and was uh, just a riot at this party, there were there, were, there were a hundred people in my apartment with a great big dinner and all the ladies and Ted came up to me at about two o'clock in I he said I've, I've got to go home before I start mounting your guests both male and female <laughs> but that you know Ted I mean I he just said whatever
1: exactly whatever
0: came into his mind it, well he didn't say it on the floor of general Assembly
1: no but I just saw him in Princeton did you when we were done in November
0: yeah he's huh
1: he's a genius oh yeah, yeah. Jim said to me when, when I went to seminary and he came back from Vietnam he said to me, just tell me, JD, when Ted Gill's speaking in town. That's where I want to go. He was
0: See, I had a whole year at West End Church. What happened was uh, I had met a woman and uh, at Barnard, and we were getting serious about getting married. I went down to Ted and I said, uh, uh, you know, is there any chance I could, is there anything I could do in the church to work with so she, he said, "Yeah, you can you can assist me in worship every Sunday, read the scriptures, and do the prayers, and so, forth. and you can do the college group at night, and you can do a Sunday school class, and we give you a do fifteen dollars or whatever the thing was." So the wonderful part of that was I got to hear an entire year of Ted Will's preaching.
1: There, there's nothing. Wrong.
0: And he was crazy, and he never you know he'd like he'd come in in the morning, and he'd always come in like. Like one minute before eleven o'clock, and he'd rush in and he'd sit down and he'd go, Oh God, shit, I didn't finish the sermon yet. <laughs> you know, and you'd call him late at night on Saturday and he'd say, Well, I haven't quite gotten to it yet. He was such a postponer of stuff. He was supposed to write for the Westminster bookman. He was supposed to write the review of of um, the book on God. And they kept writing in and saying, you know, it's due September. And He said, well, I promise I'll send it for the October. And so I went back. This was over the summer. I went back, went back to New York City. And I got and used to YouTube out regularly. And it came out finally about four months later. And somebody else said, I mean, he just, he couldn't do it. He couldn't he couldn't meet deadlines. Well, this is a long, no, this is dude, a diversion. I'd love to talk no, to you about that sometime. I think he was the best. Yeah. Uh, but it was, see, I had tried several doctoral programs or thought about them or I was yes. going to go to Harvard Divinity School for a while. I, I went to Germany to see what that education would be like. Nothing was quite what I was looking for. And then a black guy, Harold Hunt, who subsequently came briefly to, to seminary to teach at San Juan ran into him and he said, we both knew Ted Gillen, he said, Ted Gill is at San Anselmo, and they have got a doctorate program that is is absolutely great, and he told me about it. I said, that's what I want. I want something to do my skills for parish ministry. And uh, so I wrote, and and Ted was glad to have me And I, I went there, and I loved it. I ate it up, too. The summers were just incredible. And the flexibility of the program, where you could get anybody in the world to do your advise your thesis, anybody in the world to do inquiry studies with, and so forth, me, provided they had certain academic credentials. No, uh, okay, so yeah. anyway, there, yeah. let's let's get back to Jane.
1: Yeah. No, that's great.
0: <laughs> so you were there and were there for three years.
1: At San Anselmo? Well, I was at San Anselmo. My uh, first year, and then Jim came back from Vietnam. And then I think I did my second year. We moved off campus and so on. And my second year, oh, the end of my second year, uh, or after a year and a half, Jim was done with the neighbor. Let's see. In the second year, I think it was. And, wait. Yes, I mean, Jimmy was born in January of 67. And I was doing, I had started in the fall of 65. So, yeah. About a year and a half, I guess I'd have him. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy was born, and I had a riotous time with those students. They called me Mother Earth, you know, I got as big as a house, and, you know, and then when I was done, I can remember doing the classes, taking people calling me, you know, come breastfeed. Ben Rice saying, I mean, we need to have a religious experience in this. Come, come, breastfeed in this class, and I breastfed outside the class. and It was just, you know, all these guys and me. Jimmy was born when? January ninth, nineteen sixty-seven. And so, um, so I I went to seminary and all the way through, and I love Greek and Hebrew. And that's when I when I talked with the folks last night at the Jewish temple is that I found out I just loved Hebrew and Greek, and I did very well in both. And. Um, but said to my father one day, as my father had too much to drink, this Hebrew is coming so naturally to me. I, I love it so much, Daddy. Is there anything... Is, is there something with my family? What, what is this? And so on. And, and one night he had too much to drink, and, and we were in Miami, Florida. I'll never forget the as we have. And my, and my father said, well, you should know that my mother, your grandmother, was being extorted by her uh, uncle who evidently we had this wonderful world great great grandmother, Julia Bertha Jaffett. So last night who is Jewish and we I did all this work about her. Um, and she was um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It was just this incredible thing, and so I felt this so last night I was able to wind another part of my life in and yeah. let's say I dedicate this evening to Julia Bertha Jaffet, who was my great, great grandmother. Great great grandmother great great grandmother. Great, great grandmother. No, my, great, my great-grandmother my was Jewish mm-hmm. on my father's side. And so, I mean, it was wonderful. I mean, it just... Uh, um, okay. So, um, with that, I mean, I just thought even further about, it. yes, it's Hebrew Hebrew. So, um, but then Jim left, was down with the Navy, and we were sent to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I had a year. Essentially, I was going to go to Pittsburgh. Theological seminary and then Jim's job miraculously brought him back a year later to have the whole area the Bay Area so essentially he you just
0: took a year out I took a year out
1: and, year and came back yeah and so on and then I had Chetty in May of 69 so while I was in seminary I had essentially two children okay
0: the other child his name
1: is Chet Chet Chesterfield, Adams, Sparr, okay. Chet, named okay. after my father. Um, and he was born when? Right? May third, nineteen sixty nine. So essentially, I um, I graduated. I mean, by the time my coursework and so on, because of the, t- I graduated, I think, in June, May or June of nineteen seventy. Um, and um, that was uh, having children, as as well, you know to me is a deeply spiritual thing and uh, and Jimmy and I have, you know, you have those moments with your partner that um, forever that you remember and, and this year, by the way, Jimmy has asked to uh, that we do a party together and celebrate we would have been married 30 years on December 28th, so we are going to do with our partners and families and so on a celebration of our relationship and talk about those moments that were so significant to us um and so those are the moments i think whenever you have a child as, as you well know i think um, never forgetting his face when jimmy was born and, and he, you know you cry again and say thank you thank you he said. so i mean those are moments that you have forever with a person that's so wonderful very spiritual time for me uh, having children and i worked at redwoods presbyterian church since is a student in you know intern that you know at you in Larkspur and this Frank Hamilton was there and taught Sunday school and and still you know hear from some of those people years and years ago.
0: Uh, let me just back up and ask, yeah. uh, where were you in the ecclesiastical process at this point?
1: I came under care of Redwood's Presbyterian Church, okay, and um. That was in Canada. I remember coming I had just had Jimmy so that must have been in 67 okay. you know I, I mean I remember coming before the presbytery that's all I know because I remember we were going to baptize him and I had him in my arms that's, you know how you remember things Yes. Uh, okay. um, but it was really in um, okay so then and by that time
0: uh, by that time we're talking about uh, a number of women in seminary, or yes. not yet.
1: Well, no, but, there were there were a number of women in seminary, but they were still doing Christian education. I think there were only three of us that were doing the full MD. Three or four in my class,
0: in particular. a correction on my memory here. I'm kind of assuming, I'm thinking about the time when, you know, all of a sudden a lot of women yeah, right that now really is in that, the 70s that's really in the
1: yeah because for me there were uh, Bonnie Padrati Kittle who died at Yale just incredibly died of cancer just a superb scholar Janet um, a good friend of mine who was my roommate the first year and myself there was a woman ahead of us who was a senior a Joyce Hans something like that. But there were maybe some four of us in the class that were actually going for the full BD or MD. And did. Yeah. Did you get good
0: support from that the Redwoods Church in Frank?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the people love me. I love them. You know, and their youth groups and stuff. My God. And of course, I had my children there. And Those youth groups, oh my God, just grew I had think a thing with youth. Frank's a oh, oh, is, is he? he? Yeah. 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 Um, but he... Um, he was very supportive of me and so was the church I mean they still are they're they're very proud that they had me under care do you know what I'm saying
0: Uh
1: Uh, so I had a um, I still have many good friends there Uh, so it it was a time and you have a young family do you know
0: you have a young family I don't know where Frank is now so he was I think everybody was more conservative than I was yes he was was Yes, Yes, he was a little bit that way he was also in my STD program got them, I'm not sure I don't remember what yeah. Okay. and the presbytery uh, when you met with them were they supportive? did you have opposition as a woman? Or do you remember much about that? Or was that detached?
1: I think so it's someone I when I think that I'm sorry, you're thinking what? I think that there was some opposition, but you know, um, obsessive-compulsive as I am, um, I wrote a a really fine, a 64-page paper on the biblical text and the sermon and so on like that, which, um, oh, what is his name? He's been ill now. He was, the, um, I think, my liaison who said that they threw away a lot of papers but they kept that because it was so well done in the Hebrew and the Greek and so on like that. Yeah. I'm embarrassed because, of course, that's when we still used the word Father God and all the kind of things. So I said, oh, dear. But, but I mean, it was really... I, v- I worked very hard yeah. to have really good in the papers and so on the Greek and the Hebrew and uh, the exogenical work and so on that you had to do and so on. So he said, well, Janie, you should... know, we kept that paper. So... Um, No, I, I there may have been some but I, I felt I, I had great support from my classmates I was vice president of class Do, you know what I'm saying I mean and and we did we, we love freedom and Friedman. there were four of us you know there were this was a great liberal class remember this is about Vietnam stuff and so on and So on. Yep. it was a great liberal class and and I I was with four people who we did Hebrew together and they were just well from from Stanford Brilliant, Don Shaw, and what's his name? Who I just was with. Oh. We'd been in Indianapolis, and he had been with uh, Robert McAfee Brown, Don Cohen. Don Cohen. Don Cohen. Yeah. I had just been with he, him he in was on the in, in Portland. Homosexuality. Exactly. I, just, I keep looking at these. Oh, and, and he's all doing wonderfully, there. and he's he's an interim in a church up in the Portland area. So oh he nice, oh guy. he is a totally urban kind of guy he's just wonderful and um, so I mean you can imagine yeah uniform you know, oh my god and they were so hysterical uh, so I I had a, I had a wonderful time with him and Hebrew needs to say me very well oh and they kid us the candidates committee said to me well heh, you know if you make an a in Hebrew maybe we'll do whatever and thank God we made it you know if you get an a from Friedman in the exegetical zone We'll see what we think. I don't know what it was in something. And I looked at them and thought, we're going to get A's. And we got A's. You know what I mean? It was just fun. Yeah. So. Um, okay, what, what happened?
0: What's the next step in terms of after seminary? And then I'm going to ask you about where the, the, where the, the sexual thing began to yes. show up again. Um, that may be down the line. What, what happened right after seminary, after graduating from seminary?
1: Um. As time went on, there at seminary, and, and I was encouraged by Neil Hamilton and, and some others to consider, even though, I mean, my whole thing is parish ministry again was to think, what about a Ph.D. program? And so, uh, and I'm so still. You were thinking taking, of yourself
0: as a pastor. yes. Yeah. That's, that's the model. You
1: yeah, have... and then though, really saw how inquisitive you know that, 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 that I my intellectual stuff was moving forward do you know what I'm saying and critical analysis so and so I was beginning to think hmm maybe I could really go on and show I missed that we religions that you know I, I missed uh-huh. that uh, and especially now that I had a, a really good education on a Christian basis and so on much better than I had um then I, then I might want to do more. So I thought what I would do is talk to Berkeley and the Graduate Theological Union. was area four or five. I don't know what it was in which I would be able to do world religions and do that. So I applied to Berkeley and, and the GTU for the special program that they were just beginning to set up and um, was accepted. And um, in the meantime, these two little boys, you know, there's mommy going off to class and so on. I see Jim with the kids on the arm. He loved to cook better than I did and so on. But I remember that um, spring after I graduated and we were all excited and mommy was accepted for this program and so on. And you know, I've looked and this one day Chatty was crying as I was leaving. And, you know, mm-hmm. that, the kids always do that and so on. But what I remember is thinking, no. take some time. Take some time here with these little boys and the daddy who have essentially been with you through this whole journey. And so what I did, um, Jimmy and I talked together and I said, you know Jimmy, I think um, St. Luke, uh, right out there by off San Pedro Road um, was going through a real transition and I had done youth groups there with them now and, and had wonderful youth groups and so I said, you know what Jimmy, maybe the thing is, is to hang around home and to be with these youth groups for this year and uh, work with St. Luke and and they were going through transition and work with their youth groups and so St. Louis on. So, is where? Uh, North San Pedro Road. It's out uh, Glenwood and Peacock Gap we're area. About San, San Rafael. We're talking about San, San Rafael. Rafael. San Rafael. A Presbyterian Church. Presbyterian Church. Where Dan White is now. Okay. His wife and Henry Keisinga, not not Kaisinger. Henry Kent was there. Um, and as they were going through transition, looking for a new pastor and so on, I was able to do lots of things there, and my kids were with me, and, you know, I you just took a year. Or, uh, not even an interim. You weren't I even ordained. weren't
0: ordained. Not
1: ordained yet and so on. I was um, just taking some time to reflect, yeah. too. Would, would I, in fact, go, even though I was accepted for the Ph.D., would I wait a year and, and do that and be with my family and do parish work and do youth work, youth work and so on? And I just had an amazing time with that congregation and their kids, and we took them a whole lot of kids for confirmation, and I took them out. Oh, oh, it was beautiful, Dick, it was be-. And it was a wonderful time for my kids in Maine, and so on. In the meantime, then, Jim did very well in California and was called back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, still in the Navy. Still in the Navy. No, 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 I'm sorry, he'd left the Navy. He had remember he, we had been in Pittsburgh for a while. Right. Came back came for back. his sales thing. He had done so well; they wanted him to come back to Pittsburgh for for management. What how kind of thing. Is this, this was the James H. Matthew Company that does printing, but marking tires, wine, everything, news, and so. So Jim was invited back to Pittsburgh, and uh, again going back home. Let's see, yes. Um, so then, in going back home, is where I remember writing my first statement of faith for the for the presbytery, the transfer and, and for ordination because then I was being examined. And Dick, I'm telling you, as I walked in and saw all these candidates waiting to meet before the presbytery committee, candidates committee, there were, I could tell you, who came from Princeton, who came from Pittsburgh. There, there's an ambience there's oh, a thing. Yeah. it was just how people even look and then here was this woman having just had her second child you know you know. So it was just hilarious what I noticed was and then I went before the candidates committee and so on and then was invited um, there was a woman and this is where women I think take care of each other now this was in 1974 by then or 73 it was 73 I graduated in the 70s, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't remember okay. exactly. But it was, um, I think we were in Pittsburgh about a year, and we got settled there, came under care of that presbytery, uh, and I had some people who said to me, Jenny, there's this little church. No man's ego can take it. They said it's it's there's a fabulous woman named Wanda Graham Harris, who's African American, and um, she's doing all this work. And they've had a lot of retired people there, and the church is going up. They're looking for someone to come in there. Why don't you apply? Then this woman says, "But don't tell your pastor to succeed this woman, or no, no, it? no, no. She was already there doing work, and so she was not a pastor, but oh, she okay. was doing all this. She was a legend in the community. Okay. There were a lot of retired." What, European-American men who had gone in there um, and had been a very wonderful congregation. You know, you're in the they're inner city. In the of, church again? It's Hazelwood Presbyterian Church. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So what happened was um, this woman called and said, Janie, but don't tell your parents because they were shoot, they were wonderful friends of my mother and dad, but, you know, it's a very unsafe area and all this kind of thing. And so I don't even know if you want to look at it. And I thought, well, look at it. The kids were... Saturday, we had them in school I mean it was, things were going well mommy was helping their class and so, and so Jim was doing well and so on and he began to work like 13, 14 years a day incredible. and so uh, and the kids were getting settled I had done that and so on and the house is all ready and so on and I had been meeting with candidates and so on and what I loved about the candidates committee um, the person who I had the liaison with and from the liaison committee was sort of like from like from the candidates committee I had written the statement because by now I had done even further work with world religions and done some work so that when I wrote my seventh faith, you know, I, can, I included Hinduism. So this person just took me aside and said, you oh, Jane, and even David Buttrick, who I know, yeah. had given me some input. So they said, let's send this around this movie. And then he said, Jane, we think it's wonderful you love your religion, but you don't have to mention Krishna and Buddha in your statement, kind of thing. It was yeah, wonderful. It's like red so, you flag. know." this wonderful committee and with that uh, went through um, and went through the candidates committee and talked with them and so on and uh